in my time as a staff writer, as an editor, as managing editor, the quality of our content has exponentially grown. And I consider ourselves among some top competing collegiate newspapers. Hi, I'm Corbin Gregg. And I'm Kate Galliford. On today's show, we talk with the Fordham Observer's outgoing executive leadership team about their time working on the newspaper. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. We are now joined by former editor-in-chief Owen Roach, former managing editor Courtney Brogel, and former online editor Izzy Dupre. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. So all three of you have worked with The Observer since you were a freshman. How did you first get involved with the paper? Uh, I submitted something on a whim to The Observer, uh, and I wasn't sure if they would publish it. I wasn't sure if it was even what they were looking for. I emailed it off to the first person I could find, the first email address I could find. And it was about the new RAM statue, the then new RAM statue that they had installed on the plaza. And uh, I, I wrote this whole thing about, um, you know, the unprecedented amounts of school spirit that would ensue. And I thought it was ridiculous, but, you know, I, I wanted to see if it was something that this paper wanted. And I ran into the then editor-in-chief, Morgan Stewart, in the hallway. And she said, I just read your article. I love it. I can't wait to see it in print. And I was starstruck. <laughs> and uh, that was my first brush with The Observer. And, you know, after that, uh, I guess the rest is history. Um, I started, the first time I heard about The Observer was the fall um, club fair, my freshman year, outside on the plaza. And I saw that there was a student newspaper and I asked about editing. Um, and I was pushed about every single section. What do you, do you write this? Do you write this? Do you write this? Um, and finally, also Morgan Stewart, who at the time was a copy editor, told me about the copy team and what that was. Um, and I went to their next workshop on a Monday evening, and that Tuesday uh, had attended my first production meeting. Um, I heard about the Observer uh, during the Accepted Students Day, I guess it was like April 2016, and I saw uh, the Observer table and got to talk to some people and thought it was a really cool club. And I finally ended up joining when I came to Fordham, started out with arts and culture. And then I ended up joining the team, I think my junior year, officially as an e-board member. And yeah. So here at The Observer, we like to describe ourselves as the voice of Fordham Lincoln Center. What does this mean to you? It means that, and especially, uh, you know, being a former opinions editor, uh, you really get the rawest part of our tagline. You know, this is, this is the most accurate representation of what students are feeling and especially what outspoken students are feeling on campus. And that's something we've had to struggle with. You know, a balance of opinion doesn't necessarily mean both sides equally represented. It means, you know, uh, we're presenting the true face of the university. And uh, being the student voice of Lincoln Center means that, uh, you know, you're publishing two things back to back that are, you know, almost a call and response to each other that have a lot of issues with what was printed earlier and then the next one has a lot of issues with what was printed and then you know you get a third one and you start to think you know this is we're facilitating conversation here you know it's not necessarily the best way to present it uh but 
being a student voice of Lincoln Center means that we're hosting all of these conversations that students are listening. Yeah, I would say all of that. And then just to um, highlight the fact that our writers are not just our staff, it truly is the entire student body. Whoever submits something, our editors will work on any opinion, on any thought, on like any commentary anyone in the student body has. They said it pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of representing um, the vast array of individuals that are within and affiliated with Fordham. And that's not something to be taken very lightly. We take that duty very seriously to represent to the best of our abilities, um, the voices of students, administrators, faculty members, security guards. We care about our community very, very much. To add on to that, being a student voice isn't necessarily simply being a megaphone. You know, we, we don't want to simply provide, you know, a pie chart of all of the different people at uh, Fordham Lincoln Center. We also serve as a distiller. We serve as an outlet to highlight things the students may not be thinking about. We serve as uh, a voice of reason. Uh, to be the student voice of Lincoln Center not only means presenting all of the angles, but highlighting the ones you might not be thinking about, but they're still important. What would you say to encourage any students who are thinking about joining the Observer to take that step and write that article and make their voice heard? Don't be like me and don't be afraid because I didn't do anything till the spring of my freshman year. Just take that leap of faith. I think that the Observer is a really unique community in that we're, at least in my opinion, one of the closer knit organizations or on Fordham's campus. Um, and maybe I'm biased because I just love the Observer so much. But, you know, we make our own little family, our own little ramily. So, yeah, I would say just don't be afraid. We don't bite. Just share your, share your story. Yeah, I would say there's also always an influx of freshmen who are coming and joining the Observer. But it's also important to know that it's never too late to join the Observer. You can be a second semester senior and write your first article and still have like a significant impact on the paper on the staff. And I would just ask anyone who's hesitant about submitting to the Observer, you know, what are you afraid of? Uh, the worst thing we can do is edit it and make it better. Um, something that I struggled with as a uh, freshman writer who submitted in Microsoft Word documents, much to the chagrin of the staff, which uses Google Drive and Google uh, and the comments therein. You know, I it, editing isn't fun when you're not used to it. People speaking with authority when you don't necessarily know them well enough to trust that authority is scary, and sometimes you can bristle at it. But this editing process is the best primer for everything you will have to endure later. Getting, getting edited is one of the most humbling processes and one of the most beneficial processes for any type of writing. To be edited by a newspaper, which is editing for clarity and efficiency and you know, vibrance of language and descriptiveness, that's the best kind of editing you could ever receive. Yeah, absolutely. And Corbin and I are the retrospect hosts, but we've both written articles for the Observer before, and it can be an intimidating process. And also, it can be strange because we are such a small community at Fordham Lincoln Center. Like, when I was writing for the opinion section, my roommates were editing my articles, which could be weird, but as intimidating as it may have been at the start, it definitely is something that improved my writing style. And exactly like you were saying, Owen, how to be clear and concise. So, 
Can you speak a little bit to how the observer has changed since you first joined and what specific changes you implemented over the course of the past year as the senior leadership team? I'll say a big thing that has changed with the observer is the community within our staff and within the writers and our staff. Um, when I first joined, the observer was kind of in its in its first stage of rebirth from the old observer. Um, and we had a much smaller staff. So the larger staff size is something we've definitely dealt with. And I think it's been a great thing. It's made us closer and made us work harder and expand into things like retrospect and multimedia. So yeah, size is the biggest change, but then what we've been able to do with those numbers is pretty incredible in my opinion. I'd say the quality of our output has also far surpassed anything I could have ever imagined during my time at Fordham. I remember joining as a freshman and, you know, some people would say, oh, are you writing for the Observer? Ooh. And it was kind of a joke because it was, again, as Izzy said, just fresh of, out of the rebirth and it was still kind of landing on its feet. And in my time as a staff writer, as an editor, as managing editor, the content, the quality of our content, print, online, social media, multimedia, has exponentially grown. And I consider ourselves like among um, some top competing collegiate newspapers. And I think that it's a, the, the Observer is a prime training ground for what it's like to work in um, a professional newsroom. If I were to describe The Observer when I joined in one word or perhaps a hyphenated word, it would be rinky-dink. Uh, it was in the most, you know, with the most love possible. It was this tight-knit group of, you know, plucky student journalists who were out to change the world. Uh, but, you know, there weren't many of, uh, of the staff and I was so proud to join um, you know, and, and add to what was then, you know, a, a very tight-knit by force staff. Um, but speaking to the uh, absolute metamorphosis in quality uh, of the observer, my one of, one of my most favorite memories for freshman year was sitting on my bed and my roommate would be sitting on his bed and we'd have a fresh copy of the observer in our hands and we would absolutely tear it apart. Limb from limb, page by page, we would just absolutely tear it to shreds. We would pick out every single little uh, error. We would talk about, you know, how much we didn't like the writing in it and getting an inside look, you know, joining the staff, realizing how many places there are to go wrong and how inevitable mistakes are. You know, I, I was being a bit of a dick. I, you know, I was, I was unfairly judging this paper. So on retrospect, we've already touched a bit on the obvious logistical issues that have arisen as a result of being home. But what sort of challenges did you face this year as lead editors before we were sent home, when you were still close physically with all of your staff and your resources? And what did you do to overcome those challenges? The, uh, the day I was elected editor-in-chief, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I told the staff assembled before me that the biggest thing I expected from the coming year and now the past year uh, would be growing pains. That would be the name of the semester. And I was a little bit correct, perhaps unfortunately, but perhaps fortunately. We had a blessing and a curse of a very large staff. And, uh, you know, dealing with the logistics of having a 40 person staff is something, you know, that was new. 
and something that impacted every aspect of the production process of the print paper and then every other uh, you know arm and every other new venture that we had going physically you know we were cramming ourselves into the shoebox of an office that we call home those you know changes to the production process you know just to get less warm bodies in the room to make the room a little less warm uh, you know we're the the day to day those were the challenges uh, managing so many talented people you know condensed into a very small space uh, is a recipe for wild success and we've seen that uh, but it's also a recipe for some logistical nightmares. And that's something I've been happy to to deal with. So Courtney and Izzy, this year is coming to a close. It's both of your last years at Fordham. Can you speak a little bit to what you're going to miss most about being part of The Observer? I think what I'll miss most are the things that I complained about the most. I'll miss being on campus and until two in the morning on a production night and waking up for an 8.30 a.m. class on Wednesdays um, because those are the times that you're, you're working really, really hard, but you're also hanging out with your friends and getting closer with all those people. So I'll definitely miss that, but I'm lucky to be staying in the city, so I'll definitely still be around. Yeah, just to kind of reiterate, um, I mean, we complain about the Observer sometimes, and sometimes it's all we can literally talk about to anyone within an earshot, just how much we love the Observer, how much we're suddenly aggravated by the Observer because we had to stay up till three in the morning and we had to get up early for class. But um, I'm gonna miss the community that was fostered 100%. Um, not that they can get rid of me because I have my ways and I'm annoying. I'm gonna miss <laughs> like the sense of job security that I had at the Observer because I always knew I had a place to not just call home but also to preoccupy my, myself and I'm sure Izzy can attest this is a very terrifying job market that we're entering into so I think that one thing that I'm extra grateful for with the Observer is the invaluable job experiences that it has provided me and the leadership skills that myself and Izzy and Owen were all privy to that um, we can parlay into real world um, skill sets. Do you have any final thoughts or goodbyes you'd like to share? I guess goodbye to the Ramley that made this the best four years of my life. If you want to see me get extra sappy, you can read my op-ed online. <laughs> um, but it's true. The Observer really made my experience at Fordham what it is. So thank you to the amazing team, to our awesome advisors, everybody in the Office of Student Involvement that helped us as we learned how to lead, especially at the beginning of the fall semester. It's been so much and it's so easy to make the observer your identity at Fordham. And I think that's never something that I will look back on in a negative way. It has given me no greater joy than to work with this unique group of incredibly and supremely talented individuals. Uh, there is nothing like feeling like you're the dumbest person in the room. And I gotta say, that's happened to me a lot. And uh, I am so much better for it. Uh, I have been pulled along by so many absolutely incredible individuals, so committed, so talented, uh, so capable. Uh, you know, by osmosis, I've gotten a little bit better myself. Um, it gives me no greater pride to say that the Observer is not only the preeminent organization on the Lincoln Center campus, but the preeminent publication at Fordham University. And that is a title 
perhaps self-proclaimed, but I believe hard-fought and hard-won. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on Retrospect today. It was great to hear from you all one last time for the school year. Uh, doesn't sound like it'll be the last time forever. Oh, and we really look forward to your continued involvement with The Observer next year. And as for Courtney and Izzy, we will all miss you here so much at Fordham and at The Observer. We'll miss you too. I'm gonna miss you guys. You can't get rid of me though, sorry. <laughs> Thank you once again to Owen, Courtney, and Izzy for joining us today. Special thanks to our producer, Jacqueline Pierce. I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Corbin Gregg. This has been Retrospect. Until next time, everyone take care and be safe. <laughs>